time to say hi to our vet doctor, David Gething. How's it going? Good morning, Phil. How are you doing? Not too bad at all. Going to talk about one of those things today that we often think, oh, only humans deal with that. But again, no. Well, yeah, this was this really interesting. This is about allergies in dogs. And this was an article in The Guardian this week which was saying that a new study out of the Royal Veterinary College has shown that dogs are becoming more allergic, essentially because we're giving them too good a life. We're treating them too, dogs live a too clean lifestyle. They're not being exposed to the normal stuff out in the yard or whatever. They're living inside now sofas and, and, and doing nothing all day. And their immune system is not working very well anymore. And what's, what's, more what's the basic principle of allergen and us? And what's, is there a sort of general rule? Okay, so look, I mean, we all have an immune system. Your immune system is designed to, when you come into contact with something foreign, it sort of takes it away, it packages it up, gets rid of it, doesn't cause any fuss, but it keeps you healthy. Right. An allergy occurs when your immune system goes way overboard and you, know, you, you meet something foreign, whether that's something like a peanut allergy or a shellfish allergy or, or, or dust or mites, whatever. And instead of just kind of fixing it up quietly in the background, your immune system fires off the nuclear missiles and there's a full inflammatory response and you become itchy and sneezy and everything like that. So essentially an allergy is an overactive immune response. Yeah. So if it was say 30% of what it does, it might actually do some good. Is there, is there, is that an area of medicine? Look, absolutely. I mean, your, your, you know, your immune system every day is, is cleaning up bacteria and things in your body to stop you getting sick. So absolutely you need it. And the allergy occurs when it's just going overboard. Um, and I guess the idea behind this study is that because we're not challenging our immune system, both in, in, in people and dogs, your immune system isn't really doing the right job anymore and it's becoming overly sensitive and hence more allergies. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, we, took, we think of a lot of things when it comes to our dogs and our cats, but this isn't top of the list. I mean, just for general conversation. So start where you will. Yeah, so, so this is really interesting because it's a, uh, you know, this study showed that dogs who are living outdoors, so dogs who are working dogs or, or, or you know, dogs in the yard all day, don't tend to have increased allergy problems, whereas dogs indoors tend to be a lot more prone to itchy skin and so forth. And it's interesting because I used to work in Australia where a lot of dogs were kept outside. And we just didn't sometimes see this that much, whereas coming to Hong Kong, both dogs and cats, I see much higher rates of, you know, feline asthma, which is a type of allergy, okay. uh, skin problems, you know, itchy eyes, itchy ears, this kind of stuff. And I think partly that's because our dogs here are living indoors in flats all day and not being challenged to the normal immune things that we are, you know, and we're going outside. If there's more than one of them, do they kick each other off? Are they allergic to each other? So you mean if, if, if animals are allergic to each other? Yeah, I mean, if there's more than one of them in a household, is that possible that a different species might kick off an allergic reaction? Absolutely it is. Um, we tend to more see allergies to... The most common allergies are hailed allergies, so things like you know pollens, uh, yeah. dust mites, glass seeds, fungus spores, moulds, this kind of stuff. We see some food allergies, but not as common as inhaled allergies. Um, and very rarely you see sort of contact allergy where the dog lies on the carpet and gets an itchy skin or something like that. You know, it, it, it's funny that you mention can a dog be allergic to a cat? Um, yeah. and I guess in theory, absolutely, in theory. Um, can a dog be allergic to a person? Absolutely, in theory, you're, you're allergic. What you tend to be allergic to, if, if, if a person's allergic to a cat, they tend to be allergic to the proteins on the skin. So the cat licks themselves, they coat their fur in, in saliva proteins. There's one specific one, um, 
that people tend to be allergic to. So when the hair falls off the cat and you breathe it in, you have allergic response. Okay. That's why you're, you're... So it's not about the creature per se, it's about what it might have on its skin. Yeah, and about, about I mean, as unpleasant as it sounds, we're all losing skin follicles and skin cells all the time. We're just yeah. dropping off into the environment. Yeah. Um, and and other animals are breathing that in and contacting that, and that's what the allergic reaction all right, generally is to. Uh, in with Dr. David Gething, as always, at this time on a Thursday. Morning Brew at rthk.hk. I've got that up in front of me if you want to email, but do try and do it sooner rather than later, because it's a bit slow, this end. Um, also, we're on Facebook Live, and you can get an immediate answer there. It doesn't have to be about allergies. David, so how do we know when he or she is just having a bit of a sneeze, as opposed to might be a more serious problem? Yeah, look, this is probably a very timely thing to talk about too, because this time of year when the weather goes from being sort of warm summer, we get this sudden change into the sort of rainy autumn weather. All of these dogs and cats uh, flare up. You know, I would say the problem is you need to see the vet when when the dog or cat is having, a, it's affecting their quality of life. They're really itchy. They're scratching. They're tearing oh, their right. hair out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're really uncomfortable. Sneezing is less common. That's more a human thing, just by the way we work. Uh, but I certainly see cats getting what they call feline asthma, which means they get sort of really congested chest and they can't breathe properly. Um, right. And that can, that's can also be allergic. So I guess what I'd say, you know, it, a dog having a scratch every now and again is fine. That doesn't matter. A dog who's tearing their hair out and clearly uncomfortable is a problem. Okay. Um, it should be. You mentioned cats just now. I'm talking about the various periods of, you know, I guess it's sneezing, expulsion of air or whatever they're doing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, cats do tend to get more respiratory, you know, breathing irritation than, than, than dogs do, actually. Yeah. Um, cats also get really weird skin allergies. Dogs and people, when we have an allergic reaction, tend to be itchy all over. Oh, yeah. Cats tend to get these vocal little spots where they're super itchy in one place. They They literally tear their hair out like a mo like a mozzie bite would be to us yeah totally and, and this is another thing just cats are built a bit differently to other animals it's quite quite a curious one mm. um but yeah so this is this is certainly the allergic time of year for animals you know i guess the other question i get asked is can you do anything without drugs you know, is there anything you can do without going and giving them a whole lot of tablets got it uh and yeah i would say absolutely keeping your pet dog more than cat well bathed, so I'd bathe him at least once a week if he's allergic, just to get those skin allergens off him. And what and would you what would you be doing with the bath or shower? Well, I guess they're special, yeah. you know. Yeah, skin shampoo for dogs. Don't use human shampoo because it's just not the right thing for dogs to be using. Right. Uh, their skin is quite different. Something in a hypoallergenic shampoo once a week just to clean their skin, get it off it. The other thing that works really well is giving some omega-3. Um, and, you know, omega-3 is this natural oil. You see it as like salmon oil or, or evening primrose oil or whatever. <clears throat> this is a natural anti-inflammatory they take, they eat. Uh, about 500 milligrams for, for the average dog is probably yeah. enough. Once is, a day. Is, this, is this stuff you can do before you go to the vet without kind of being the Google practitioner who thinks you can fix it without going to the vet? Both of those things will do absolutely no harm and will certainly help. If you have a severely allergic dog, it's probably not going to be enough. Right. Um, but in our case, it, it, it'll, it'll really help. Um, so, yeah, I mean, why not? Is it not a bad thing for their general immunity and their health anyway? All right, then. So that's, that's what would be the most common ones? You mentioned, I mean, for us, pollen, stuff like that. What would be the most common ones here in Hong Kong, kind of now-ish? 
certainly we see a lot of grass allergies. We also see a lot of dust mite. Okay. Um, dust mite allergies. <clears throat> we can do blood tests or skin tests for allergies to find out exactly what your dog's allergic to. And that can be really interesting. Okay. But I'll be honest with you, most times we can't go and cut down every blade of grass in the neighborhood. So we, we most often when we do the blood test, we find out it's curious, but we treat them generally the same way. Do, do I actually, have... so, go on. I was going to say, on this note, people get worried we're going to sort of start giving out steroids and really nasty drugs. Uh-huh. Uh, the world has moved on. There are some really, really good allergy treatments these days that don't involve steroids or, or, or really high-strength medicine. So well, safe stuff to treat Humans seem to get be allergic sometimes to the craziest things. Uh, there seems to be very often no rhyme nor reason. Is it the same for animals? Absolutely. You can be allergic. It's normally a protein that you're allergic to, but you can be allergic to anything and you, you or any kind of protein. And you see people, I mean, the common ones that people get like peanut allergies and this kind of stuff, we don't tend to see that so much in dogs. Um, you occasionally see things like gluten intolerance, but it's not as common as it seems to be in humans. Yeah. People seem to be much more allergic to these inhaled things. And I guess this is what in humans we call hay fever. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, they uh, are covered in fur, of course. And, <laughs> and right? um, the other one they say, actually, on that note, the other one they say to reduce allergens in dogs is to use a damp cloth and give the dog a bit of a wipe down on the body and on the feet after a walk, just to get okay. any extra allergens off their body. Um, easy way, easy thing to do. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, what's the craziest one you've seen, if I, if you can remember? Allergy to... I saw a dog not long ago that we did a, an allergy test on, and he was extremely allergic to carrots. Um, and, and I thought, yeah, this is kind of strange. What dog gets really allergic to carrots? And we... Uh, and I talked to the owner and I said, look, is, is there any kind of carrot in his diet? And they said, yeah, actually, we, suck, we we give him, you know, chicken and rice and chopped up carrots every night for dinner. And we cut out the carrots. And now he's, he, he was a mess before every and now night, he's actually though. perfect. Now, and look, it's actually not a bad diet um, that they were giving him, but the carrots were really setting him off. What so, would that have been? What's it, is, it, is it called carotene? Is that it? There is beta carotene in carrots. That's what gives them the sort of... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but that's not a protein, that's a vitamin. So he's not allergic to be a carotene, but, but same kind of thing. Oh, well, that takes us off on a nice sidebar. Over-indulgence of certain vitamins. Yeah, actually, this is a good point. And this is something I see, you know, I'm not going to call anyone out on it, but every time I see people get a new puppy, it's quite common they'll go to the pet shop and the pet shop will load them up with calcium powder and eye wash and ear wash and vitamin X, Y, Z and everything like that. Honestly, most of that stuff you just don't need. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> you should be eating, a, like, like a human, you should be eating a healthy, well-balanced, well-made diet, yep. no matter what form that is, whether it's, whether it's something you cook at home, whether it's raw, whether it's commercial diet, whether it's kibble, dry, wet, I don't care, as long as it's balanced and healthy. And then you don't need all those supplements. And stuff. Yeah, well, check it out. I mean, you know what people are always saying about pet shops? Maybe in some cases they do need a booster. <laughs> and look, you know, I don't want to sort of paint everyone with the same some cases. And there's some which just seem to be selling people stuff they don't need. I guess I should be a little bit careful that I'm not hypocritical here because I was telling people to use omega-3 supplements with itchy dogs. That's oil. That I believe in. But I don't think you need to give sort of um, – definitely don't give calcium supplements to puppies. It's not going to help them. Don't give vitamin supplements unless your dog's deficient. You so know? you said that. Does that mean some of these companies really push calcium? Yeah, I mean, this is, I kind of don't blame them because I can see that 
you would think that if you gave a dog calcium, it would make them have healthy, strong bones. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the case. If you, I mean, obviously dogs need calcium, but if you give too much calcium, the bones can grow too fast and become brittle mm. and you actually more problems like hip dysplasia and, and, and medical issues. So yes, you need calcium, but you need the right amount of calcium, not a huge over-supplementation of calcium. It's like uh, the 80s or 70s, whenever the big deal was to give kids milk because they'll grow up big and strong. And people have said that's actually a load of rubbish. Well, look, this is, this is, this is the whole calcium thing is thinking that came out of the 70s where we thought just bones are made of calcium, so we should give more calcium, we better. And this has been shown nowadays not to be the case. You need a balanced diet yeah. in all respects. Yeah. All right, a few more minutes with Dr. David Gething. Any questions? We're on Facebook Live right now or Morning Brew at rthk.hk. We always talk about dogs and cats, but in terms of allergies, what about any other species that you may have come across? You know what? I, that's, a, that's actually a great question. We don't really diagnose that many allergies. <laughs> and I don't, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't even know if things like snakes get allergies. You know, I, I do occasionally see someone with a pet snake or a lizard. And I guess seeing as they have an immune system and by all the same principles, they should also be able to be allergic. But that's one that I'd be honest with. You. I've never seen an allergic lizard yet. All right, then. So let's just recap what we've been talking about today. If people see lots of uh, any, rather, scratching, rubbing, sneezing, whatever it is, just give us a one, two, three, what to look out for. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I am concerned when a dog or a cat is allergic enough that it is irritating them to the point where it affects their day-to-day life. So meaning they're scratching badly, they're tearing their hair out, they've got grazes or scratches or cuts on the skin, or they're having difficulty breathing or they're coughing and sneezing a lot. Those things need some medical help. Right. If it is only very mild, like your dog's just a bit itchy, fine, try some try regular bathing, try washing them off after a bath, after after a walk, yep. and try some omega threes. Yep. If it's more serious and the dog really is uncomfortable or the cat's really uncomfortable, Go to your vet because there's some super easy, simple, but super effective treatments these and, days. And they have stuff. to they have to come from you guys, right? Those ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this probably probably better to come from the vet for this kind of stuff. But actually, this is an interesting sort of side topic. One of the allergy drugs we have that was released for dogs yeah. worked so well for dogs, they're now releasing it for humans. It's kind of this weird reverse that you wouldn't normally expect it to go that way, but it just it was that good for dogs. The drug company thought, hey, we've got a winner here. We're going to market this for people as well. What's interesting to me um, is how come it only went down one of two avenues in the first place. You mean why they only went out for dogs before they went out for humans to start yeah, with? Unless it was a glorified trial. Uh, I, I can't say that's not true. And I would sometimes wonder, this was an animal health company who made the drug and it just worked so well that it got bought by, I think, Pfizer to sell it for general use. Yeah. Um, the other one we have these days that's coming out that's, that's really pretty cool is a what you might call a vaccination for allergies. It's not quite a vaccination, but it's an injection that you give once a month. Yep. And it totally takes the allergy out of the dog. Um, no more tablets, no more drugs. It just gets rid of gets rid of the, the dog's response to allergy to this specific just just to allergy, but it doesn't doesn't suppress the immune system. So it's a very very clever way to treat allergies. What age is that? Um, so yeah, uh, is it, uh, sorry. Uh, which age do you give this, or does it not matter? It, normally, we don't see. Well, we normally see allergies in dogs over about one year of age. Yeah, especially over three years. So it's, it's rare to see it in super young dogs. All right, David. Thanks very much. Words of wisdom, as always. We'll talk next week, eh? Thanks, Phil. Great to see you. Bye-bye for now. Dr. David Gething right here on The Morning Brew. Mm-hmm.